Tommy, you know if you had fall off the bone ribs in a barbecue competition here, you'd be disqualified. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Essential Podcast. I hope you're hungry because today we're going to be talking about four really great recipes I brought to, Matt's brought to. That's our normal routine here, it seems. And I hope you all try them all out. Let us know whose is the best, whose is the easiest. I'm leaning towards I win here, but we'll see. Matt, what's going on? What's going on, Tommy? It's one of my favorite times of the year, barbecue season, essentially, right? Yeah. It's exciting, and I am definitely hungry, so it's going to be fun to talk about, and then I'm going to have to go get something to eat. So not really a competition here, but Matt, I am going to let you go first, let you kick it off with the first idea, first recipe, and I'm going to take some notes. All right. Well, this one is fairly easy. I actually learned this uh, from my father-in-law, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is grilled, and I prefer a gas grill just because it's easier, but you could do it on charcoal, pork tenderloin and it's really simple you can either buy the pre-marinated ones or you can marinate them yourself sometimes i'll use cavenders sometimes i'll use like a barbecue rub but it's really simple you get the grill at 350 and 350 400 let's call it 375 and you're doing 10 minutes on each side until you reach the internal temperature of 145 degrees is where pork is safe. If you like yours done a little bit more, you can go all the way up to 160, 165, which is there. But uh, after that, take it off the grill, let it rest for two minutes, and then you're slicing up uh, like little medallions that are, Mm -hmm. you can make them an inch thick, you can make them an inch and a half, two inches, but they're great. And they go well with uh, fries or sweet potato fries that you might be able to bake or home make. So Mm-hmm. That's it. That's pretty simple. Wow. Yeah, so that does sound good. does sound easy. I always think of a pork tenderloin taking much longer, but you're telling me about 20 minutes and I'm good? Uh, no, it's going to be about, I would say, at least 40 minutes. So two, 10 minutes each side. thing I did forget to mention is if you've got a grill that does indirect heat, that is normally how I am cooking it. If you go direct heat, it'll probably be much less. And I would recommend you drop the temperature if it's right under the fire. Okay. So 10 minutes aside, but you're turning it four times. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. So this isn't a hamburger patty with two sides. You're you're rolling this thing around a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little okay. bit. Hey, yeah, the only, awesome. only downside is the 40-minute the run up to dinner. If you're looking for 30-minute dinner, yeah. I'm, I'm losing that every time. Yeah, well, that's still a little shorter than maybe some of my experience with pork tenderloins in the past. Uh, when you said 20 minutes or when I thought you were saying 20 minutes, I got really excited. So, But 40 minutes, you know, you can work with that. And, of course, you've got to prep and preheat the grill and all that good stuff, too. So some givens here. Well, mine is a steak recipe for you. And this is going to be a little different, I think. I have a big green egg but I usually use the egg for steaks. And we ran into some issues one time with getting the grill hot or having charcoal or something, and we were trying to get dinner prepared for some guests. 
and I ran across this recipe that we tried and I have I feel like I have since perfected and this is using a cast iron skillet to sear and cook a steak inside using your oven so here's what you do this works best with fillets which is my favorite cut anyway but you obviously get them out you can let them come to a little bit of a room temp but it's not required like it would be maybe for for the egg pat them dry season them with whatever you'd like a little bit of olive oil in the skillet and get it medium high heat so get the get the oil just on the verge of smoking get the skillet pretty hot and what you're doing here is you're using this to sear the steak so the steak goes in two minutes on one side it's going to pop and sizzle flip it over two minutes on the other side once that's finished teaspoon of butter on each piece of meat put it in the oven the oven needs to have been preheated to 425 but they go in the oven about 10 minutes for medium rare 12 13 minutes for medium if you're eating your steak more than medium i don't want to talk to you but if you want to go medium well you just add a couple more minutes so you can certainly do it there and they come out with a with a little bit of the seared benefit from the skillet and then they're just kind of roasting in there you got a little bit of that butter flavor and the only thing i'll say that you want to be careful with this on is if you try to do more than two especially with a cut other than the filet you're gonna get a lot of juice in that skillet and that ends up kind of boiling the steak which is not what you want you want it kind of roasting you know baking in the oven so if you see some excess liquid juice you know whatever from the steak you're gonna to want to drain that before putting them in the oven but I have been told Matt by two different people one of which I consider an expert the last few weeks that it was one of the best steaks they have ever had so encourage you to try it let me know what you think you know you're gonna have tough competition here uh, in Kansas City we're like the home of beef so uh, you know I don't know if that's gonna be a grilled steak but I'll, I'll give it a try and have to report <laughs> back so yeah yeah let me know you know it's it's more the cut you guys get some fresher different stuff so that'll be cool to to try i do like a, a premium cut when i'm doing this makes it a little more enjoyable a little more savory but yeah let me know what you think i will so we've talked about pork we've talked about beef and now i'm going to go to chicken and we're going to mm -hmm. increase the time a little bit because we're using a smoker here and i use a traeger pellet smoker of course any uh smoker will do but what i do is i take a whole fryer and I rinse it off, you know, prep it like you would, just as one big piece. But then I cover it in mustard and then use the seasoning of my choice. So, again, cavenders, if you want to do cavenders, if you want to do a barbecue-type chicken, you'd put a nice rub on there, and you're not going to taste mustard once it gets cooked and is done, uh, mm -hmm. just in case you are worried about that. But drop it on the smoker for... What Traeger has is called smoke, but it's basically somewhere in the 180 to 220s um, to where I let it sit for 30 minutes to kind of absorb that smoke. And then after that, I crank it up to high, which is usually in the 450, 475 range for about an hour. And uh, to be fair, I've actually stolen this from Traeger's recipes. It's called the uh, Chicken Challenge. Mm-hmm. And so you do that for about an hour on 400 plus, 
and the skin will come out crispy and delicious. And of course, the chicken will be tender and wonderful. May not be exactly an hour. You might have to go a little further. Just make sure your legs are above that 185 and your breasts are above uh, 165. And it is one of the best chickens that I've ever had. Mm, that does sound good. And and I'm noticing a trend here, Matt. I think your two recipes are really great for that lazy long afternoon, being outside, manning the smoker, manning the grill, which is you know, kind of that typical summer thing. And that's great. Maybe an indication of your uh, your no-kid lifestyle. My recipes, the one I just provided and the one that's coming up, are more shortcut-ish, if you will. More convenience, a little bit faster, kind of giving you that output of a great meal without a lot of extra work. And I still prefer to grill the steaks and kind of be outside. But, you know, steaks cook faster than, than pork and even chicken, it seems. But, hey, dealing with a rainstorm you didn't expect and you don't have a covered area or, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you're running a little short on time, uh, that uh, that works great. And uh, the next one I'll have for you is a good shortcut, too. So looking forward to trying out the chicken recipe. You know, we've got pork, steak, chicken, and then I'm going back with pork, but it's going to be ribs. And I know you've got a great recipe for ribs. We've talked about that. It's that leisurely, you know, five-hour deal that most people expect. But this was an accidental discovery for us. I had purchased some ribs because I like to smoke ribs too. And I had purchased some that were pre-seasoned actually from Costco. It was a couple of racks. And it was during all of the recent chaos with the shutdown and possible meat shortages and then just being at home and having to cook and prepare meals regularly. So I bought these ribs. And then, of course, you start dealing with when do they go bad? Do I freeze them? When am I going to cook them? Wow, that's two racks of ribs. And so ended up discovering and trying a Instapot recipe for ribs. You have an Instapot, Matt? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I figured you didn't. So cult following, similar to like the Big Green Egg and other, other things out there. So you could find all kinds of recipes online and groups talking about shortcuts and great things but it's essentially a pressure cooker it's a modern version of that and it does all kinds of things and so one of the things that you can do is ribs so what you do is obviously you can buy and prepare and season them however you'd like but these will fall literally off the bone when you're done and it's going to take less than an hour so you're going to have to cut the ribs up so that they fit in the Instapot, depending on what size you have. And there's a trivet that goes in there. So you'd put a cup of water and you could put some liquid smoke or some apple cider vinegar or even some, some different types of flavors that you may would want to be in that air and in that moisture. But we just used water, put the trivet in, and then you've got the ribs standing up side by side on the trivet. Right, so there, that keeps them from being in the water or in the liquid. You close the Instapot, and you set the timer manually for 35 minutes. All right, you, there's what recipes calling for less time. We've tried a few of these variations, but you want it for 35 minutes, and you want the keep warm setting on. So what happens is, Matt, you set the timer for 25 minutes, and it takes over. So it's going to build the pressure, and then it start, once that's finished, it's kind of like the preheat phase, right, mm -hmm. with an oven. Then it's going to start counting down the 35 minutes. And then when it's finished, 
you have two options. You can manually release the pressure. There's a little valve. You flip it and it lets all the stuff out. Or you can let it do a natural release. So you're going to want to for sure allow the natural release. And that's going to need to be at least 10 minutes, probably more like 15. But the secret here for the best ones we did is to let it go into that keep warm phase. So it builds pressure, it counts down the 35 minutes, and then it just stays in the Instapot and keeps warm for as long as you need it to. So if you wanted to eat them there, at that time you're ready to go. But the longer you leave them in there, the more tender they're going to be. And so it'll keep them warm and count that down for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever you need. And they're just they're going to come out and be perfect. So best case scenario is, you know, 45 minutes-ish after the pressure's built and the ribs are cooking. But you, you really can't mess them up unless you just don't let them stay in there long enough. And then, of course, you could take some people take them out and broil them for a little bit with some barbecue sauce to kind of crisp up the sauce on them but you know you're all kinds of things you can do after but they're ready to go fall off the bone if you seasoned them great before you're good tommy you know if you had fall off the bone ribs in a barbecue competition here you'd be disqualified there's you got to get that competition i'm just saying (laughs) yeah hey i like it all but um something about taking that meat right off the bone without without working for it that says something to me (laughs) (laughs) well tommy a lot of details here obviously most of these recipes are fairly easy and you've got kind of the seasonings of your choice but somebody wanted to find these what's the best way to get the recipe from you yeah the best place to go matt would be barcofinancial.com slash faq as in frequently asked questions you can reach out to us there and we'd be happy to send over the information and we'd love to hear if you've tried any of these or have any ideas of your own so thanks for tuning in as always and until next time keep it essential Thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., and advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.